What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we are kicking off our month of August with my first pick of the month, uh, Random Acts of Violence from 2019. Um, It's ironic that it's called Random Acts of Violence because this was just a random ass movie that I picked off the top of my head last week because I forgot to pick a movie. But uh, yeah, I watched this last year, I think. Um, It came out in 2019, but I think I think I watched it last year for the first time. But yeah, me too. Yeah, um, I've already seen your letterboxed on it, so I I have a strong feeling I know what uh, what your review is going to be like. But regardless, it should be a fun discussion. Yeah, I'm excited for sure. Um, before we start talking about the movie, though, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week. We're doing the share screen thing. Well, I guess yeah. I had to, to do it. I forgot. Yeah, you have to show me. Oh, I was disabled. What? You have to enable participant screen sharing. Yeah. How do I do that again? Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, there. Oh. Mm. Which one did I do before? Screen or letterboxed? I think letterboxed. Letterboxed, yeah. There we go. There it is. All right. Uh, so I watched a lot. Um, it's crazy, I guess. So yeah, uh, I watched Good Burger. Um, nice. Bettina's first time watching it. I ordered like the steel book from Best Buy. Uh, this movie still holds up. <laughs> it is fucking great. I used to watch this movie quite a bit as a kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, all that with uh, Keenan and Kel. Mm. Um, what's did you have like? any childhood memories with this movie or, or what? Uh, oh, oh yeah. I watch this movie all the time too. I never watched Keenan and Kel, but mm-hmm. like that line, welcome to good burger home with a good burger. Can I take your order, sir, please? Or whatever. Like we used to yeah. say that shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The movie still holds up. Like I think it's fucking great. Nice. Uh, I watched a lot of movies for the first time. So um, yeah. I watched one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Hmm um i like that rating fucking amazing movie holy shit and like i was watching it and i didn't look up any of the cast the only one i knew in this movie was jack nicholson mm-hmm. so i'm like watching 30 minutes in it's like i think i look familiar i was like to be teen, i was like oh it's the fucking doctor from back to the future yeah and then yeah. Like I look at more and I was like, that guy looks familiar too. And I look up, it's fucking <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, there's so many people in this movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, Bettina wanted to watch it because she started reading the book a while ago and she couldn't finish it. She didn't like it. So, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um, really good. Uh, yeah. Um, horror, I would finished the insidious movie so i watched insidious the last key um still not that great but i liked it more than insidious uh chapter three um acting was god awful in some scenes but <laughs> i like the concept of it i thought it was really cool and yeah. like the backstory of uh elaine i think is her name the main girl <laughs> yeah yeah uh, another movie used to watch a ton as a kid on dvd is the benchwarmers great movie it's it's not good like in a movie sense but it's goddamn it's so funny yeah basically uh what's his face uh from the point on it plays the exact same character but uh john john, john H- uh, hater yeah john hater yeah yeah great movie uh watching glorious bastards uh, again classic not much to say about that um, I knocked out a bunch of movies on uh, I need to be top 250. So I, I watched see that <laughs> City of God finally. Um, really good movie, tough watch, but it's really good. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm. Um, it's a Brazilian movie, uh, kind of like with like the slums and like pretty much like kids like doing gangster things. Like it's just it's a very brutal movie, but it's good. Okay, I see a four star rating, but you didn't like it. Well, I mean, or is that? Just- I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of like I don't give the heart to every movie. Okay. 
I, I wasn't questioning like your yeah yeah yeah. I yeah. was just yeah wondering if like yeah if you liked the production of it, but you didn't necessarily yeah. like the movie. Like I think with the hearts, <laughs> I think it's more for like would I watch it again? Okay, okay. For me, that's fair. Um, yeah, uh, I watched the Prestige for the first time. I don't know how I've <sighs> never seen this movie. Such a good movie, but my God, Christian Bale is so good in it, and plus like the twists. There's a couple mm-hmm. twists in it actually, but like, man, so good. Yeah. I uh, watched American Beauty for the first time. Nice. Um, I don't think I'd watch it again. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I think I may have had a different viewing on it if I watched it before all the Kevin Spacey stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because it kind of makes it a bit weird now, but mm-hmm. it's still a pretty good movie, but uh, I didn't really like it uh, that much. I watched a movie called The Untouchables. It's mm-hmm. a French movie. It's actually called Untouchable or something. Um, do you ever watch the movie uh, The Right The Right Side? The right, was called the one with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. Oh no, I haven't watched that yet. Okay, so this that movie is the remake of this movie. Oh okay, and I didn't realize that, but uh, yeah. So the main guy that plays like Kevin Hart's role, he's the guy from the Jurassic World franchise. Okay. Like turns into like the FBI agent in Dominion. Yeah. Um, really good movie. I had a great time with it, and I read on on the trivia that apparently Canada loves this movie because it's been playing at like the Windsor Film Festival since it came out every year. Really? Yeah. So I guess Canadians love this movie for some reason. Okay. (laughs) Um, watch Grown Ups again. Amazing movie. I love it. It's not. Great in the sense of movies, but really good. I watched Lost in Translation for the first time as well. It's one of Bettina's favorite movies, so she felt like got me to watch it. Nice. Uh, it was good. Um, I guess it's like Bill Murray's favorite movie of his. Okay. It's just interesting. I've never um, seen it either. Okay. Uh, it has Scarlett Johansson in it. Mm. Bill Murray. It's good. And lastly, <laughs> I... <laughs> uh finally decided to sit down and watch once upon a time in america uh it took me like three three sit-throughs no doubt to get through it's like three hours and 49 minutes uh it's actually leaving netflix at the end of august so i was like well might as well watch it now because if i don't now i will never watch it yeah i like the original movies like 12 hours long holy and then you cut it down to like eight hours and then the studio one cut even more into it and he was gonna do two four-hour movies okay so yeah <laughs> that's um, everyone kind of compares this like the godfather yeah but i don't really because like like it's not like a mafia movie really mm. you know it kind of is but <clears throat> a lot of flashbacks um and stuff like that it was okay. good probably won't watch it again because it's so long but yeah, so that's uh, that's all I watched this week. You had a busy week. Holy I did. I kind of got in the groove of like these IMDb movies, so like I didn't want to get off that groove, or I would like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, and we talked about all those movies a while back, and it was like the uh, um criteria to be on that list it seems like every movie has to be like well over two hours long yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so that's a pretty hefty chunk you took out of that this yeah, week. yeah yeah that's but, good though uh, yeah what did what'd you watch uh nothing near as good as what you watched but uh give me one sec here we're gonna see my my random acts of violence there we go uh so i watched two horror movies from 2022 that uh, i just kind of wanted to watch because Mm -hmm. they came out this year so it would add to my my list for 2022 yeah um but i watched the reef stocked which is um a standalone sequel to the reef that came out a while back uh it's a shark movie it's it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great at all as you can see by my rating two and a half stars yeah. um i've seen a hell of a lot more 
are a hell of a lot worse shark movies than this one, but mm-hmm. just really stupid decision-making. The acting wasn't great. And I don't know, yeah. overall, not a very good movie. Yeah. I saw it in shutter and saw you watched it. And I was like, yeah, I just watched that other shark movie that came out last year. And I was like, it's going to be the exact same thing. Like I'll wait a bit to watch this. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem with these shark movies, right? Like um, what's the one, the shallow, that one yeah. was good. Yeah. with uh, with Blake Lively like that was a really good shark movie mm-hmm. because it was different right <clears throat> it mm-hmm. seems like every shark movie that they come out with it's all the same shit yeah except for Sharknado <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I watched Amma which I talked to you about late last month or something like that because it just dropped on Amazon Prime uh, at the end of July actually I think July 30th was the first day that it came out on there um, I did not like it it was a well enough made movie. That's why I gave it two stars. But like for entertainment value, I was not a fan. Whatsoever. Okay. And yeah, I wouldn't recommend checking it out, but do it if you want to, because it is a 2022 movie. So if you want to pad your stats on that. All right. All right. Um, then I watched Monsters, Inc. to go with my Pixar playthrough. Nice. Dude, I forgot how sad the end of this movie is. Dude, it's really sad. Yeah, really fucking sad. Like whenever he puts uh, Boo back in her room, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I almost shed a tear. I was like, "This I is know. And fucking heartbreaking." He like opens the door and and he's, he's not gone. there. Oh, oh, it's so sad. Yeah, feels so bad for the little girl. Um, and then last day I watched Eyes Without a Face from 1960. Uh, nice. Very good movie. This movie is well before its time i think with the subject matter and like what they did with with the effects and whatnot um i definitely recommend checking it out it's black and white movie uh erica from horror cafe she recommended it to me the one night we were well i had finally kind of convinced her to get letterboxed Mm -hmm. uh and then i was going through all her movie lists and she had this as one of her favorite horror movies so i was like fuck like i've always wanted to watch it i've just never bit the bullet and actually sat down and yeah, that's the it. one that it's black and white you said but I, like the girl uh, like obviously like has like a very white face kind of like the the movie poster yeah it's a mask yeah. that she wears oh okay okay yeah but um i've never seen the movie i can't remember what it's called in in her skin or in your skin or oh okay yeah yeah with, in, with antonio banderas uh, I, I feel like it's probably similar to that. Like it kind of looks like it could be similar to that. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, I don't remember where I watched it. Shutter prime, maybe prime. Um, but yeah, okay. it was good. Actually, no, wait, that's why I watched it that night. Cause it was on the Hollywood suite add on package on yeah. prime and it was leaving within 24 hours so i was like oh shit. fuck i need to watch this tonight then and it was just really <laughs> ironic and perfect timing that we were talking about it nice um but yeah other than that that's all i've watched uh haven't really read anything haven't played anything we had a busy weekend we were renovating our kitchen we took the kids to the zoo so i just didn't really have yeah. a lot of time but uh yeah very nice stop my sharing yeah boring compared to yours <laughs> <laughs> i would like to start knocking off some of that top 250 list though but some of the movies are just like i don't know like i don't know how they even got on that list yeah there was one i was trying to find i was trying to find some movie on um on one of the platforms and uh dial m for murder popped up and i was like gonna watch it i was like uh, i'm not really in the mood for like a old black and white movie so yeah. I don't know. yeah yeah all right ready to dive into this movie yes sir sweet
All right, like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about random acts of violence from 2019. Before we do, what are you drinking? Uh, so I am drinking a good old Miller Lite. Hey, nice. That's what <laughs> I was drinking all weekend. Nice. You know, we went to play disc golf, which yep. was fun and you definitely have to attend next time. Yeah, I'm going to buy some. And, um, and then we went to uh, Cases after we were planning to have a little shindig, but plans fell apart. And I ended up buying a case of Miller Lite. So now I got <laughs> a case of Miller Lite. It's not a bad thing, but. No, it's not. Um, the zoo that we went to is in Quebec. And Quebec is known in Canada to have cheap beer. But their craft beer is not cheap. I found that out. <laughs> um, so anyways, I ended up buying just a four pack of mega deaths season 13. Nice. I, I haven't tried it yet. Now I got it okay. in Quebec. So it is a French label that says saison 13. Um, but uh, yeah, this is going to be a first time for me. It's actually really good. <laughs> like really good. Nice. Pale amber and red orange hues. It's brewed with 13 carefully selected ingredients. Hmm. Yeah, get it if you ever see really? it. It's good. I wasn't sure about the face he made because you seemed kind of like unsure. Like it was more of uh, a surprise. Uh, okay. Because the 6.1, it didn't feel like it doesn't feel like a strong beer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do like it. The boys at Megadeth know how to make a beer. All right. Let's talk about this movie. Starting off with the synopsis, a pair of comic book writers begin to notice scary similarities between the character they created and horrific real life events. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This movie was directed by Jay Bereshaw, who was actually born in Ottawa, where you live. Yeah. Represent. Represent. Grew up in Montreal. Uh, He is known for directing Goon 2, uh, The Last of the Enforcers, I think is what the actual title is. Which wasn't that great, but... No, the first one was much better. Yeah. Uh, He's done Alexis on Fire's music video for Sweet Dreams of Otherness. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And one episode of the Trailer Park Boys. Nice. For our American listeners and viewers, Trailer Park Boys is a Canadian staple. Mm Mm-hmm. If you don't like them, you're not Canadian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Going through the cast list, we have Jesse Williams, who plays Todd. Yeah. Uh, He's most known for his role in Grey's Anatomy. Um, That's where I know him from mostly uh, because Sarah watches the shit out of that show. Uh, He's also in the video game called Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Which is a very good game. Yeah. Uh, he was in Cabin in the Woods, Brooklyn's Finest, and Station 19. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, next up, I have Jay Bereshaw, who plays Ezra. Uh, he was in Goon, Goon 2, Tusk. This is the End, How to Train Your Dragon franchise, Robocop, which I don't remember him in. Mm. Excuse me. Oh, my God. Uh, she's out of my league. Uh, popular Mechanics for Kids. Yes, I don't Which know was, if Americans would know that show. I don't think so because it was it was Canadian, yeah. um, but it was a great show. He's only in a few episodes of it, but yeah, I fucking watched that show so. Oh much. man, so much. It was um, him show. and uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert, yeah, came yeah. from it. Yeah, yeah, and he was also in a couple episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, which is a great show from back then. Um, do you like Jay Bereshaw? I think I'd love Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. I know some people are kind of on the fence just because he's so like wild and wacky and shit. But yeah, I mean, he's a huge Habs fan, so I mean, that kind yeah. of yeah, that kind of sucks. But that's gross. You know, uh, I really like his new show that he's doing um, called uh, "Fuck." What's it called? We're all gonna die, even Jay Baruchel, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a really good show. Yeah, and he hosted that uh, comedy show I was telling you and Josh about. Yeah. Um, Laugh It Loud or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great comedian. Um, next up, I have Jordana Brewster, who played Kathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's most notable for the Fast and Furious franchise, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, 
the Lethal Weapon TV show, and The Faculty. I really and- don't know how she hasn't or did become like a bigger star. I don't find her to be that good of an actress. You don't think so? No. Hmm. I feel like every role that she's had, you could give it to anybody else and they could fill in perfectly fine. That's fair. I don't know. You think she's good? I mean, I think she's like, okay, but yeah, like, I don't know. Just to come from like the fast and furious franchise, like, yeah, I know this like multi-million dollar franchise, you know, makes a shit ton of money. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You'd think more people would be kind of trying to grab at her. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, lastly, I have Simon Northwood, who plays the man. <laughs> um, he has lots of one-off episodes of TV shows and small movie roles, and he's like mainly a stunt guy. Uh, yeah. I thought he was good in this movie. Yeah. The one that popped up to me is uh, he plays Buffalo Bill in the, the Clarice TV yeah. show. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, me either. I wonder if it's good. And I have an honorable mention. Okay. Mr. Wade McNeil from Alexis on Fire. Yeah. Uh, he played Gary, the radio guy. Uh, the dickhead. The dickhead, yeah. He, but I mean, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. These guys are like... um, What's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know. Like They're kind of putting the, the killer on a pedestal a little bit. And this guy knew one of the people that died. So it's... I have more to say about that okay. later. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was kind of a shitty way that he went about it, like to invite them on his show and whatnot, and then just fucking roast them the whole time. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Wade McNeil is the guitarist for Alexis on Fire, one of the guitarists mm-hmm. from Alexis on Fire. And he's great friends with Jay Baruchel. This is his first acting role. Um, and you were correct. He is actually in Gallows. That's his, oh, it is Gallows. Yeah. That's okay. his other band. Yeah. Um, yeah, whenever like some fire broke up, he kind of took over the front man position in Gallows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I got. Cool. I didn't catch that. You got anything? Um, I have two, not like Arnold mentions, but I have two cast uh, characters from IMDb that they'll mention once we get started. Okay. All right. Well. Let's get started. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, so Todd is a comic book writer. He created Slasher Man mm-hmm. based on the I 90 Killer, which is a big interstate that runs from like New York all the way to like, I don't know, like Missouri or not Missouri, um, Montana or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't act like you know American geography. I looked it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they're actually in uh, the Jeff- Jefferson County, yeah, which is Watertown, which is like I don't know, four hours, three hours from where you are. Yeah. 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 And they start off in Toronto, too. Yeah. That's where uh, Todd and Kathy live. Yeah. And then uh, Ezra is uh, his business partner. Not sure what that entails. He just gets him, I guess, the gigs and stuff like that. Yeah, he's kind of like the promotional guy. Yeah. Um, the opening credits it kind of shows like this like comic book style uh, thing that they have like throughout the movie. What What do you think of that? Sorry, um, I like the the whole comic book um, incorporation throughout the movie uh it kind of reminded me a little bit of sin city this yeah. was like a legitimate cartoon yeah um but it just kind of gave me that vibe just like a sin city sort of vibe because it kind of it was obviously a live action movie like it's real people and everything but mm-hmm. for certain scenes they would kind of bring in a cartoon aspect to it yeah to make it feel like it's almost like a comic book movie yeah yeah um i liked it at some parts but for me it was very confusing Mm. it was overused like the start of it has like a little black boy and his mom yeah and like he draws all these pictures and stuff and 
honestly, I thought that that was just like his first comic book that he wrote. Like I thought mm-hmm. that character was Belinda, like this real girl that got killed. Yeah. Okay. And I looked I'm IMDb and then it had like the little boy who played the kid It had young Todd. Mm. And I was like, and like, I mean, just getting ready to the fucking ending, but uh, <laughs> like Todd is like remembering all this stuff that's happening of him, like his mom getting killed by the, the man. Yeah. So like, did that actually happen to Todd or was that like the comic book that he wrote? No, uh, it actually happened to Todd because the, the man talks about it at the end of the movie. Yeah, but because he he kills his mother and then he's the man says to adult Todd at the end, he's like, I was going to kill you, too. But then you gave me that picture or I saw that picture or something like that. And he was like, I knew that you saw that what I was doing was art. So I needed you to to spread my message and whatnot. And he even says, like, I didn't feel the need to kill anymore because um, because of what you were creating on paper, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got all that, but like, so I think I, I think it actually happened. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because like that was I don't know I I had no idea I thought it was just like part of his comic book that he was writing I didn't think that actually happened to him because like he lives in Toronto right like mm-hmm. he's not American he's Canadian that's what it makes it out to seem yeah. like yeah I don't know I was confused by it but and like at one point they pass by the house and you can see him looking at the house like as if it's like uh like he remembers it kind of thing which was his mother's house yeah but it doesn't i don't know i feel like it doesn't tell you at all like it just I don't know. it doesn't really tell you that like it doesn't spoon feed it to you but you can tell no. by the look on his face like he remembers this house and like there's there's something significant about this house mm-hmm. yeah and then we find out later on that the man is living in that house yeah 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 um yeah, so we meet Aurora too. She's like the assistant, I guess, that is with Ezra. Uh, they get to like the first um, hotel or whatever. And no, not the hotel, the gas station. Yeah. And it's like this rundown kind of like Texas Chainsaw like style, like gas station, like barely anything inside. The guy that's running it, it's kind of like a, a an asshole and um aurora like goes out to the back and to you know, the bathroom and then she's like drawing this like dead dog that's like fucking tied up in barbed wire and shit that like was it's fucked. really fucked up that was really fucked up and it it like it was wrapped up in barbed wire but it was also in a garbage bag and the garbage bag had been like ripped open yeah so like someone yeah. put this dog in a garbage bag and just like hucked it out their window kind of thing yeah it's fucked yeah. up and like yeah kathy comes out and He's like, oh my god, like what the fuck? And Aurora's <laughs> like, this place is fucked up. Like uh Todd or Ezra, one of them told her that like she feels like she's not really an assistant. She just kind of like there doesn't do anything. So yeah. I guess one of them told them to like draw what she like sees and stuff to kind of like help out. So she's just like sitting there drawing this fucking dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, so Ezra and Todd are inside the, the shop and there's like this comic book rack it's like empty pretty much and Todd decides to fill up the rack with all of his comics mm-hmm. um, and then after they leave this man shows up uh, and sees all the comics and starts like reading them and stuff like that do you think that if they didn't put those up that he wouldn't have started killing again? Uh, yes. Because, well, I don't know. But again, at the end of the movie, he makes mention to Todd. He was like, when I found out that our story was coming to an end and you didn't have an ending yet, I had to give you one. Yeah. So I don't know if like, because he had mentioned before too that he had stopped the killing. So if he found these comic books in there and now all of a sudden it's kind of like sparked his need to kill again. Mm-hmm. Cause he does like, I don't think there was any kills prior to 
him finding the comics. No, there wasn't. No. Like they all just started to come after that. So, I mean, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Cause he was, we find out at some point through the movie that he's using the deaths that are in the comic books for his own killings. Yeah. Cause when he's at the uh, interview with, um, was it Gary? Gary. Yeah. 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 Uh, he like gets a call from like number one fan. Cause like you find out that Gary was like close friends with one of the victims mm-hmm. and he's got like kind of shitting on Todd, like, Oh, you're doing like, doing this for clout and stuff like that. But like, even like when later on the cops are like kind of blaming him for all of this happening, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really think that's fair because like, you can say that to any like writer or anything like novelist or anything like, yeah. Right. No, it's very true. And like, like they're almost romanticizing the killings and whatnot and making money off of the killings and everything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I get what you're saying, but I also get what Gary's saying, too. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Todd calls him a fucking hero at one point. He, yeah. He says yeah. something about how, like, oh, like, Slasherman could be our hero. Yeah. And then that's whenever Gary is like, what the fuck? Like, you want to talk about a hero? And then he pulls out his wallet and it's a picture of the little girl. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I see both sides of it. Like, they're romanticizing this serial killer, but... I mean, also everybody does that. The media does that. They make movies off of people like this and Mm -hmm. they write books about it. It it happens all the time. Yeah. But that makes me wonder if these people in real life get shit on like, like uh, Todd does in this movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like anyone could fucking watch a Saw movie and be like, oh shit. It's a good idea. You know, Let's make someone cut off pounds of their own flesh. So yeah, the uh, the man sees like the, the comic book and then he flips to one of the pages and it has like I forget what the fucking word was uh, triptych triptych yeah and it's like three people like in this fucking like position and stuff and um, yeah there's like three teenagers they break down the side of the road and then like the man like offers them help but then like he has on the mask, but he's just like standing there and he's like, oh, he's like acting <laughs> fucking weird as shit. And then like they get back in and uh, they're like there for like a few minutes. And then like he comes out the window, sort of like banging on it. And then just fucking opens the door. Like, yeah, they fucking not lock the goddamn door. <laughs> I know they're in there like all terrified and nobody thinks to lock the doors. No, no. But uh, what do you think of these kills? Dude. Okay. I bring it up in in my scariest or in the scare section or whatnot. This stabbing is fucking brutal. Yeah, like I because it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, and he's just fucking hammering the knife into the guy, and I'm like, oh my! Like I was starting to get queasy. I was like, Jesus Christ, man! Like enough! I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, but like I love how he like we see him in the rain. Like the rain is just coming down like crazy. He's got like a fucking. Uh, fisherman's outfit on almost like a black trench coat and shit and then he's got the welder's mask over his face and he's sitting there and you can see the knife in his hand and he's like pumping himself up he's hitting himself in the chest and he's like doing like a fucking war call and everything yeah gets himself all pumped up and then he just fucking bolts over to their car rips the door open and just starts stabbing the guy yeah and then the fucking girl in the driver's seat like yeah tries to get away and then he just like stabs her leg to stop her and then yeah yeah and I don't know why the girl in the back, like why her door was like had child lock on it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. But because she couldn't get out, it was like, okay, it's weird. Yeah. But uh yeah, he kills them, and then like the next day they are driving by and they got the cops have like the tarp, and then like of course, as soon as they drive by, the fucking tarp like flies off, and they're <laughs> like, get that tarp down. And it's like, yeah. what are the fucking odds that like the minute they like drive by and they see like the bodies in the same uh whatever word you just said um the triptych triptych <laughs> uh it was fucked up it was fucked up yeah. yeah yeah um because like whenever the guy calls he says uh oh i have a call from belinda mm-hmm. and they're like oh shit that's the real girl from the comic 
And then he says like these three numbers and he thinks that's like something from the Bible. Mm-hmm. But um, he figures out later that it's actually uh, the year. Um, the year, the, the issue in the page. page. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like all the kills that he's like pulling from these comic books that he's going and doing along um, behind them. Yeah, he warns them before he does every one of them. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is really cool. Like the whole mm-hmm. integration of the comic book again. Because, um, yeah, like like you mentioned, he thinks it's a, like Bible verses and shit like that. And then he finally clues in. And he's like, what the fuck? Like there's no, no page 64 or some shit like that. Yeah. And then, oh, no, that's at the end whenever he realizes what he's doing. Like he's, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember how he figures out that he's using the comic books. It was either the, the triptych kill or the next one. But it was uh, finally clues in. And yeah, yeah, because at the next hotel stop, Aurora gets killed. Yeah. She gets her fucking head pulling off. <laughs> yeah. Fucking crazy. Um, but I like, <laughs> I thought it was funny that like they get pulled into like the cops and like Ezra is there and She's like, oh, look at these pictures. He's like, I want to look at these pictures. She's like, no, you have to. And then, like, <laughs> just fucking put the picture down. It's just her head there. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't think that's necessary, man. No. I didn't like these cops either because they're talking to Kathy and Kathy, or, and they're like, who, who comes up with this stuff? Like, what kind of sick bastard comes up with this stuff? And she goes, oh, it's Todd. And then they're like, you have to be like a real sick motherfucker to come up with this kind of thing. And I'm just like, what? like we see this shit everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a comic book. It's a violent comic book. It's no different than like any fucking horror movie we've ever seen. And yeah. you're not roasting these guys or grilling them for making this type of shit. You, you can't blame Todd for the killings. It's the yeah. whole, it's the whole Marilyn Manson thing from I'm going to get fucking annihilated here, but with Bowling for Columbine. And they're fucking trying mm-hmm. to blame Marilyn Manson for that shit. Yeah. You can't blame the artists that people are fucking taking their words or their visuals or anything like that and going out and like massacring schools or being serial killers or anything like that. Yeah. Like, like the art doesn't make the fucking psychos. Yeah. Uh, this is another issue I had too. Uh, during like this, talk with the cop whenever they're all sitting like at the window and like the female cop goes on and says what you just said but then like kathy says like oh well, like i've never read or looked at the comics mm. and then she like freaks out and todd is like how can you fucking do this shit like yeah. write this shit in it's like you're her girlfriend how have you never you're on tour with him <laughs> like promoting the comic book how have you never known what yeah his comic book is i mean like she she's doing her own thing because she's trying to do like the true story of everything that happened but yeah Yeah. i mean like you're telling me that you've never seen a single fucking page in this guy's comic book meanwhile you're hyping him up at the start of the movie and telling him he can do it and he can finish this and what do you think he's making He's making a comic book called Slasher Man about the I-90 killings. Yeah. And you think it's not going to be brutal? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that I was like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Aurora's dead. And um, then they are, so it's just Ezra, uh, Kathy, and Todd. And they are like driving around at night. They're, they're trying to get to like their next stop, and then they see like uh, a family in front of them. It's like a kid, and then I forget how they like clue in, but he like keeps calling Todd and keeps saying these things. Mm-hmm. And then like I think Ezra's reading one of the comics, and then like I don't know, like Todd, yeah, figures it out. He's like, oh shit, like it's not the Bible or whatever. It's uh, my comic. And then he's like, okay, I said this, this, like go to that. And then it's like, oh, the girl with the head gets her head stomped off or whatever. Yeah. Then he's like, oh, what'd he just say? Like uh four six thirty-five or something. And then like they grab a comic book, and then it's like uh 
a family that was like killed in like an RV and then like, oh shit, like a family. And I'm like, oh, it's a family right in front of us. <laughs> and then like, they try and go up and like stop the family. And the family's like, oh, fuck off. We're going to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't want like any help or like to know what's going on. Yeah. But I mean, like, what would you think in a situation like that? Some like if some random car, like you're you're on a secluded road, some random car pulls up beside you and starts honking on the horn telling you to pull over. I don't know. I maybe at that point I might judge a book by its cover, maybe. Yeah. You know? I don't think I'd be pulling over. You don't think so? No. I think I'd be speeding up. And get mm. the fuck out of here. But they don't get killed by a slosher man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they like start pulling off, and then Slasher Man like pulls up in front of them and blocks them all, and then gets out and just like has his big ass machine gun. I don't know where the fuck he got it from, but yeah, just plowing Walmart. Everyone. They're down in the states, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just like plowing everyone down, and then uh, Todd crashes. Ezra gets like fucked up by a bullet. His head gets like oh man destroyed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kathy is like, I think she gets hit too, but she's not dead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Slosher Man takes them both out and like handcuffs them and then takes them back to, I think, like his like kind of hideaway. Uh, this scene also confused me. Um, so Kathy, she ends up like kind of escaping, but not really. She like almost gets away. He like shoots her, but then she's like still away. And then like there's like cop cars right there. And she there's like these bushes there. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to get through, and then like a stick goes through her arm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> how hard is it to get through a fucking bush? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then she gets caught by the slasher man again and uh gets her guts fucking cut open. She's a yuppie, man. She's from Toronto, the big city. She's used to skyscrapers, not trees. That's true. Um, you and I could bushwhack through a fucking forest, but not everybody could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, another question I had, did Slasherman let Todd go? Uh, yes. Okay. I think so. Why? Oh, for that whole end scene, I think. Yeah, but <laughs> if he let him go, then like, why would Todd... Todd knows everyone's dead, so why would he? Like, how did he end up? Well, I guess he was at the house the whole time, but like, I just don't understand why the slasher man would let him go. Because he wanted him to finish his story. Yeah, what if Todd didn't like go back into the house? What if he just fucking left and called 911 or something and then did Well, I don't think I don't think he like let him go, let him go. Like, I think he was still within close proximity. Yeah, and like he the, wasn't like handcuffed or like anything anymore. He was just like yeah, free to true. go. That's true. But I mean, this killer is so like delusional that he thinks Todd's going to be okay with everything that he did. Yeah. So maybe he just thinks like, hey, now we now we get to work together, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he gets inside the house and there's like this like <clears throat> dinner table. There's like fucking blood everywhere. There's Aurora's body is like. Yeah, headless body sitting at the table. There, I guess he must have taken the body like with him before. Mm-hmm. And you see Ezra there who looks fucking terrible. Yeah. Like that dummy of Jay, like didn't look like him at all. Did like bad. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> the whole time that happened, I was I was trying to figure out it was like, is that supposed to be Jay Bearshell or is that a different character that got yeah, killed? Yeah, it was didn't look good at all. No. Um, and then like Kathy is there, she has like her intestines like out. And um, I didn't like this final scene, man. No, no. Just like the fl- like the flashback, and like I was still confused. But like, if was this like Belinda, like the, the girl that like uh, Todd was like envisioning? And like, I just thought like the editing and like the the cutbacks was just like really sloppy. Mm. See, this was the this was the only scene that I was okay with the flashback scenes. Okay. Because, like, we get them throughout the whole movie and they just got to be a little too much. But then, like, this last one, because now we see, like, the full extent of what happens mm-hmm. to Todd and his mother. Um, so, I don't know. I don't, I didn't hate it. And the the man had it, 
had the room like all set up like it was that night like it was a christmas dinner and shit like that so i thought that was kind of cool and like he had the same music playing on the record player Mm -hmm. i don't know i didn't hate it (laughs) uh but i kind of did like the uh the uh the man's like like he's just fucking crazy like like you said before he was reading his comics and he knew that he didn't have like a final uh like issue that he didn't know how to end it so like he did all this to kind of sorry he says that he inspired todd by doing all these killings along the i-20 or i-90 and now um todd needs to like reciprocate i guess maybe yeah yeah a little bit um both burpee tonight i know fucking light, man. <laughs> uh so yeah he like says i got you your final issue like now kill me mm-hmm. and then like todd kills him and like fucking jesse williams is a terrible fucking stabber man he's like <laughs> ah! <laughs> like it was it was not good terrible stabber um so yeah he ends up like stabbing him slitting his throat and then that's uh pretty much it well he's yeah he says fuck your ending and then stabs him but then like the whole room goes up in flames did jesse or did todd leave the room or did he burn up in the room with him i think he um he may have burned because it has the cartoon at the end yeah. of the man like in the mask burning that it has like little Todd also like there mm-hmm. burning. So, so I wasn't sure. I like, mean, he has nothing left, right? Yeah. And he said like, fuck your ending. So maybe mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, I get an ending. Like I'm not going to write or publish an ending to it. Yeah. I'm not finished. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Even if I lost, I don't know, some friends and a girlfriend, like I wouldn't fucking stay in there. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, anything else that we missed or you wanted to mention? Not really. I mean, it's a it's a pretty quick movie. It's an easy easy watch to get through. Uh, it there's nothing to really ponder more than what we already have. It's yeah. it's just a straight bare bones kind of slasher movie. Yeah. With I mean like a little bit of a backstory, but nothing crazy. Not a lot of deep dives in this one. No, no, for sure. All right. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. <laughs> You're so enthusiastic about this movie. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I already know your letterbox score, so I know that you're gonna be shitting on this movie, but let's hear it. Man, I like. I want to like this movie. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I might let, watch it again. It's on Netflix. I like Jerry Baruchel. Yeah. And like, just that point alone, like, I just probably don't like it because I like Jerry Baruchel a lot. <laughs> anyway, uh, for story, I gave a four out of ten. Okay. Um, I said I like the concept and idea, but I don't think the execution was there. Mm. The cuts between the comic and real life was confusing for me. I had a had no idea that Todd was like the kid, um, but I guess that's kind of my fault. But uh, I didn't think the characters were likable, really, and there's no backstory. Like I love Jay Baruchel, and even I'm like disappointed with. All right, sorry. I love Jay Baruchel, and I'm disappointed that like his character didn't even like kind of like connect with me. Like none of the characters, even like even Todd. Yeah. Like I just got lost with like the flashbacks and the comic cartoon. Like uh, it just didn't really work for me. It's a fair point. Uh, quality gave a five out of ten. Um, I said it's a mediocre slasher film with uh, some cool concepts and kills. The practical effects were mostly good. The acting was meh. Uh, not sure what Jay was doing behind the camera, but it didn't work. Hmm. So. Damn. Yeah. Hope he doesn't listen. They will have him on. <laughs> uh, four out of ten and a five out of ten. All right, cool. So it's not as bad as I thought, actually. No. Um, my story, I gave it a six out of ten. 
I said, I really enjoy the comic book feel of the movie and how they incorporated it into the story. It's almost reminiscent of Sin City in a way. Blah, blah, blah. I already said all that. Uh, the copycat killer has been done before, but the way they do it in this movie is really cool and mostly original. Um, we've never seen a killer basing his kills off of, off of a comic book. And although the kills are brutal, it kind of gave them an animated feel, like an exaggerated sort of yeah. thing, like like the whole head popping off and like the whole mm-hmm. triptych thing. Like nobody fucking sets people up like that. No, like that came straight out of a comic book. Um, I said I wasn't a fan of all the flashback scenes and they really took away from the story for me. I feel like they were unnecessary until the end, like the final one. Mm. Uh, my quality, I gave it a seven out of ten. Okay. I found the acting was decent enough. Uh, like between Bearshell and Jesse Williams. Um, I didn't, I mean, like Aurora was okay. The girl who played her was okay. Yeah, I just uh, didn't think we got enough like out of Jay and like the other characters. Yeah. Like they weren't on screen and didn't have any much dialogue, really. That's true. And I, I, I told, I said fair point to you not like having a connection with any of the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way it was shot and like all the different colors and stuff throughout it. Like we get a lot of reds and blues and greens throughout. Yeah. Um, I felt, felt like that added to the comic book feel. Uh, the special and practical effects were good. The score was really good. Uh, the oh ki- yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. The kills were really creative for the most part. I'm pretty sure Wade McNeil did the music for this too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said it was a fairly short movie, but they packed a solid amount of content into its 80 ish minute runtime. Um, so yeah, six out of 10 to seven out of 10 for me. So cool. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Uh, my letterbox from last year, it was the same as it is for this one. Um, okay. Like it didn't go up or down at all without giving anything away, but cool. yeah. All right, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics consensus using its low budget effects and mockumentary method to. Oh my God, I did it again. Hold on. What is that audience? No, for fucks. Remember I told you I just like copy and paste from the last one and then I switch everything out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, so I was gonna say like that was paranormal mo- activity. Yeah, I was gonna say mockumentary. <laughs> I mean, I know kind of is, I guess. In a sense, I guess. Uh okay, the critics' consensus. Random acts of violence fall short as an intelligent analysis of its themes, but viewers looking for chance instances of brutality won't be let down. Okay. So based off that, what do you think the critics scored it? I'm gonna say a Oh, you're close. The critics gave it a 57%. Okay. On 77 reviews and an average score of 5.8 out of 10. Cool. The audience score, 22%. (laughs) I didn't think it'd be that low, but... Uh, Me either. Uh, That's on 50 reviews and an average score to 2 out of 5 or a 4 out of 10. Pretty close to letterboxed. Yeah, yeah. Letterboxd is a 2.7 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a fairly new movie, I guess two years old. So, or three, I guess three, now, eh? Yeah. So 2.7. Um, I give it a 2 out of 5. Uh, I, I can see myself bumping it up to like a 2.5. Uh, you give it a 3.5. Jensen from Fright Crew gave it a 3. Slashing Captain gave it a 4. Uh, here be monster, uh, aka Anthony from Porcelain Peak, give it a 2.5. <laughs> the two smartest guys gave it the right score. Who's slashing and uh, oh no, you only gave it a two, eh? Yeah, right, never mind. I was thinking you and Anthony had the same score. Uh, no, so it's, it's a mixed bag, right? Yeah. Like some yeah. people like it, some people don't like it. Yeah, it's one of those movies. Mm-hmm. All right, man, you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. Okay, what did you give it for a scare rating? So I give it a 4 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Some very brutal kills and practical effects were really good. Like the trick tick was 
looked really good, reminiscent of Hannibal, like the TV series. Yeah. Um, and like that, like you said, that knife kill, it was the teenagers was fucking brutal as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, scary scene. I said, like the teens, like, um, like when they drive by and you get the slow-mo, like them as the triptych, like mm-hmm. fucking disgusting. Yeah. Fucked up. And order to survive, I said, if I was traveling on that highway, I would have a very slim chance of surviving. <laughs> Stay away from the I-90. Yeah. All right, my scare rating, I gave it a 3 out of 10. Okay. I said the killer killer is maniacal, and the shit he does in this movie is wild. Uh, for some reason, his pump-up scenes really creeped and weirded me out while watching them. Uh, it's like he doesn't necessarily want to do the killings, but feels like he has to in order to carry on his story um and i i mentioned that brutal stabbing scene as well uh, i said they was borderline hard to watch and yeah, yeah like the 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 gore was really good in it i found like bear shell's head exploding that was fucking wild yeah you see him leaning up into the front seat and it's just flicking like brain mm-hmm. matter falling out of his head basically uh my scary scene i said the family shooting uh, okay you don't see anyone other than the mother getting killed but like Knowing that he just slaughtered an entire family. Yes. It made me feel a little uneasy. Okay. Um, When I survive, I said no. Um, He just seems to kind of choose at random. So, I mean, I guess if he chose me to be one of his victims, then no, I wouldn't because this guy's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Like, no, nobody in the movie fought him off. Nobody. Well, no. until obviously Todd at the end, but like, well, he didn't even really because the guy just yeah the guy let him gave up and said, oh, <laughs> kill me <laughs> yeah so I mean yeah realistically nobody fought him off so mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know if that's a testament to like his prowess or if Barishel just was lazy writing yeah I don't know but anyways yeah I enjoy this movie I think it's fun. It's it's not anything special or great or anything like that, but it's a fun enough watch, and I could see myself watching it again for sure. Very nice. Yeah. All right. What's your movie for next week? So next week, um, we are watching a not so much horror movie, more thriller, uh, South Korean movie that uh, is very up there in people's like go-to like south korean movie uh and that is old boy yes original not the remake with like josh brolin's in it yeah uh which i haven't seen but i heard it's not good so (laughs) (laughs) have you watched old boy like the original yeah i watched it for the first time two years ago i think okay yeah it was on shutter i don't know if it still is yeah i do remember that yeah yeah, I'm excited. This is uh, it's a, another first watch for me. Um, yeah. So I'm happy about it. Uh, I already knew what the movie was going to be. Normally I don't, but given yeah. the fact that we're doing two recordings in a week, I kind of poked you a little bit, like, tell me what it is so I have time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Nice. It'll be fun. Me too. But uh, yeah, I guess that wraps up the, the episode on Random Acts of Violence. Uh, if you want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also links to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. Uh-huh. There's links to each of our in to to both of our individual letterbox accounts. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened there. <laughs> Um, our discord server and anywhere that you can listen to us yes, sir um, very good yeah yeah i'm digging the numbers on our youtube lately man <laughs> yeah it's doing really well i'm i'm happy about it we're not famous or anything like that but uh yeah the numbers are consistent and yeah. some of them are going a lot higher than i expected them to yeah so, so yeah if you haven't yet please uh subscribe to the channel uh yes. like some of the videos hit the little 
notification bell so you know when Mark finally decides to uh, get them up there. <laughs> Just bugging you because you do all the work. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I slack on the YouTube videos. I'm a couple episodes behind on there, but yeah. Anywho, I'm excited to watch Old Boy. I think it's going to be fun. I've never seen it, uh, but I know all about it, and I know you enjoyed it. But yeah, should be a yeah. good discussion. Yeah, sweet. And mm-hmm. South Koreans give no fucks when it comes to movie making. No, they really don't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week, guys. All right. See you later.